Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to Simply J. I'm your host, J. Bell Marie. And I just want to go and apologize right now because I have not been keeping up with this podcast like I want to. I have had a lot going on in my life for like the past few months. Um, Those of you who follow me on Instagram and also on Facebook, you guys know exactly what developments there have been in my life. So um, I've been doing a lot of traveling. Um, I've also been working and taking care of my kids in between all of it. So things have just been very hectic over the past few months. So I'm definitely going to do a lot better when it comes to more episodes in the future. Um, This episode that I'm doing tonight is an episode that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. Um, This is something that is difficult for me to talk about. It's a dark part of my past that has been very um, hard to deal with at times. And it's something that I have had to do constant healing from. Um, And I'm just going to go ahead and warn you guys now. This episode may be extremely triggering for some of you. Especially if you have been through some of the things that I'm going to speak about. Um, So... I'm going to talk tonight about narcissistic abuse. As you can see, this excuse me. As you can see, this episode is called "Sleeping with Demons: My Experience with Narcissistic Abuse." So, I'm not going to drop names. I'm not going to give a whole bunch of unnecessary details. But I am going to speak of my experience and what I have observed when it comes to dealing with a person who has narcissistic personality disorder. Now, narcissist, that word has just been kind of thrown around a lot lately, but I don't think a lot of people know what a narcissist truly is. Um, A narcissist is somebody who has an excessive interest in or admiration of themselves. That is your textbook version of the definition of a narcissist. But in all actuality, somebody who is, uh, somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder, they can be very abusive emotionally and mentally. And it's something that to me is the worst form of mental and emotional abuse. You know, of course, there's verbal abuse, but when you have your mind and your emotions played with, and when you have people who you thought were your friends and family turned against you, it can be extremely painful. So tonight, I'm just going to go ahead and tell my story and just get it out there. Because let me tell you something. I tried to tell my story a few years ago, but um, I ended up getting silenced. So pretty much what ended up happening is I kept a blog a few years ago and I wanted to write about my experience when it came to a certain individual that I dealt with. Well, minions of this person decided to inform him of what I was writing about. So he decided to complain to my family and anybody else who would listen and At the time, I was not in the best state emotionally or mentally. Um, To prevent any further drama, I decided to just shut down the blog. 
Um, it wasn't until years later that I came to realize that silencing and alienation are the narcissist's top weapons of mass destruction. They have a tendency to resort to using them whenever they feel like they could possibly be exposed. Now, in this particular post on my former blog, I didn't use any names of any kind when it came to me speaking on my experiences. But like the saying goes, a hit dog will holler. This hit dog spread rumors and lies about me to my friends and family. At some point, a couple years after we went our separate ways, we actually were able to hash things out and have peaceful closure. So I thought. Um, well, <laughs> turns out that that peaceful closure was not really closure at all. It was just another facade for the narcissist. What narcissists do is they like to make themselves look more important and better than what they really are. So pretty much what ended up happening was when we hashed things out, uh, this individual made it seem like, oh, I made peace with her and I am so this, I'm so great, I made peace with her, blah, blah, blah. But no, that's not what happened. I decided to make peace with him for my own personal healing. Um... Come to find out that I had really ended up making peace with the devil. Um, while I was thinking that I had peaceably put an end to the drama and the turmoil that he had put me through and everything and all the chaos and stuff that he brought into my life, um, turns out he was still causing drama behind the scenes. I just didn't know about it. Um, I actually found out from members of this person's own family and um, they just kind of informed me as to what he was doing and you know the whole time i'm sitting here thinking okay i thought we were past everything i thought we were going to you know move forward because i still have to deal with this individual for the sake of our child so you know i i, I wanted to have that peaceful co-parenting relationship and a good rapport but you know sometimes being the bigger person it doesn't always work very well so pretty much what ended up happening is I found out that uh, this person was going around telling people that we were still having sexual relations. He was still telling people that I was trying to get him back. And, you know, just telling this to anything that anybody who would listen. And what I don't understand is I have proof in text messages and receipts of me blatantly rejecting this person's advances. This person is remarried and has a whole new family. So it's like, you know, even if that was not the case, I still would not even get involved with that ever again, because the drama and the amount of turmoil and chaos that was brought into my life as a result of dealing with this person is just not worth it. Not to mention the fact that I'm also very happily engaged to a wonderful man, and I can't wait to marry this person. So as you guys can see, I clearly have no interest in this individual, but you know, this is what they chose to portray to other people. So in my typical fashion, this is what I did. Um, I decided to use the proof and the text messages to prove to everybody that what this person was going around saying about me was in fact bullshit. Because that's exactly what it was. And uh, so pretty much I ended up clearing my name I exposed him to everybody uh, who brought this to my attention. And, you know, that's kind of been the end of it. I don't really know 
you know, much what happened after that. But let's just say that people are starting to question a lot of his uh, stories that he has told when it comes to me. People are starting to question his integrity and people are starting to question his character. Let's just put it that way. Um, the only thing I have to say in regards to that is that the truth always comes out. You can try to hide it all you want to. You can try to manipulate it. You can try to, you know, make little white lies out of it. You can try to omit it. But the truth always has a way of surfacing. And pretty much the truth has surfaced about this person. And I didn't even really have to do very much. As a matter of fact, several years ago, when I tried to kind of maintain some kind of silence, I wanted so badly for the truth to come out. And it turns out that like over time, you know, people close to me were starting to see who this person really is. So, um, you know, I am realizing that when I decided to keep things to myself and when I decided to be silent years ago, um, I'm realizing now that I did that out of fear. I was literally scared into silence by a narcissist. And to add insult to injury, they had other people do it to me as well. So let me go ahead and go off on the record here and say that this particular act that the narcissist does is called triangulation. Triangulation is pretty much when the narcissist, they recruit friends, colleagues, family members of theirs and yours, in my case, and anyone else that they may know to do their bidding. They use others to silence, demean, and manipulate their target. The sad part in all of this is if you are like me and you choose to remain silent through everything the narcissist is doing, the narcissist pawns will believe any and everything that the narcissist says. The thing about narcissists is they have an extremely warped sense of reality. So their version of the truth is practically non-existent. Like there's, they have no... They're very out of touch with reality. They don't like for their facade to be blown. They don't like to be exposed. So they make up any and everything that they can to make themselves look like a victim. They, a lot of them have a victim mentality. So um, right now, I'm going to go ahead and share with you 10 signs that your partner may be a narcissist. And um, I'm just going to give you an example of how I've experienced uh, each and every one of these signs. This is before I even knew what the hell I was getting myself into. So um, this list is actually on Psychology Today. And Psychology Today is a website which is all about psychology. Um, I have a degree in transformational, transpersonal psychology. So I'm, bit, I'm a bit of a psychology buff. So anyway, um, the number one sign of a narcissist is they are a conversation hoarder. They love to talk about themselves and their accomplishments and how great they are. They have a very grandiose sense of self. Um, you know, uh, it's something that's very blatantly obvious. Uh, when somebody makes themselves out to be better than what they really are, or something seems too good to be true, nine times out of 10, it is too good to be true. And mine certainly had me fooled. He had me believing that he was a single dad, you know, trying to do, you know, this, that, and the third for his daughter. He had me believing that on paper he was God's gift to women. And I ate it. You know, I ate it up. You know, at the time, I didn't really know. You know, I was pretty naive. I was young. It is what it is. 
um, they have a tendency to interrupt conversations. Like they have the need to be the center of attention at all times. It doesn't matter by which means they go about doing it. Um, you know, uh, they interrupt and then they quickly switch the focus back to them. You know, they show very little interest in anything having to do with you. Um, number three, they are rule breakers. They like to violate rules, social norms. They don't care. They can be rude. It really doesn't matter. Um, they have no boundaries. This is number four. They completely disregard other people's thoughts, feelings, possessions, and physical space. Now, this is a big one for me because I'm somebody who is very private. Um, I do not necessarily like for uh, people to pry into my personal life. If I want to volunteer my information, that's fine. But don't go asking me a bunch of intrusive questions. Don't go through my things. Don't go through my email. Don't go through my phone. Don't go through my Facebook. Don't do any of that. Well, at the beginning of my relationship with this individual, um, come to find out, they actually went through my Facebook messages and they ended up going through my phone. That itself should have been a red flag for me. One, I didn't have anything to hide. Two, that was a blatant invasion of privacy. Then it turns out later on that this person actually had a lot to hide. But I'm not going to put that out there like that. Those of you who are close to the situation, you guys already know what it is. And I don't have the need to repeat it. But anyway, so that's uh, number four. Five, they have a false image of themselves. You know, like I said before, they have a very grandiose sense of self. Um, they they make themselves out to be this this trophy that is to be won, this, this great and almighty individual. They'll talk about how great they are. They'll talk about how they did this for this person and how, you know, they elevated this person and, oh, I did this and I did that. I'm so great, blah, blah, blah. But this is all part of the illusion that they build. You know, I mean, that's that's what they do. It's, 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 it's almost as if they paint over themselves. And over time, that paint starts tri chipping and cracking, okay? It's, it will start chipping, it'll start peeling, and hey, once that paint starts chipping, that's when the narcissist goes crazy. Um, Let's see. Entitlement is number six. They prefer to be treated differently than other people. They feel like their needs need to be met above any and everything else. Um, my narcissist decided where we were going to live, where the kids were going to go to school, uh, what kind of job I should have, what I should be doing with the money. You know, it was everything that went on in a relationship. It all boiled down to what they wanted to do. They have a uh, need to be in control. Um, they actually have a thing where they disregard your needs completely and they want things done their way or it's the highway. Uh, seventh, they're a charmer. Narcissists, they can be very charismatic. Um, they make you feel like you're the most beautiful woman in the world. They make you feel like you are the love of their life. 
They, this is something that they do called love bombing, meaning that they pour on the charm and pour it on and pour it on and pour it on. And like, if you're not aware of what love bombing is, it's very easy to fall prey to it. Okay. At the time, I had no idea what that was, you know, and I was just like, oh, okay. All right. He feeling me. Okay. Hello. But uh, no, that's a very, very dangerous trick that they play to get you hooked. Um, let's see. Number eight, grandiose personality. We already talked about that. Um, negative emotions. One of the things that my narcissist would do is he would have temper tantrums, uh, man tantrums, I call them. Um, whenever they feel like they're not getting enough attention, they resort to negative ways of getting it. Um, they may throw tantrums. They may punch holes in the walls. They may yell. They may throw things. Um, if you disagree with their views, they might give you the silent treatment. You know, they might huff and puff and just, you know, just be negative and just spread so much negativity. Um, they're, narcissists are very extremely, they're, uh, sensitive to criticism and they don't respond to it very well. They either completely detach or they have a tendency to deflect and they make it look like it was something you did. They are not very good at acknowledging their own personal flaws. Manipulation. This is number 10. People, listen. Manipulation is when they try to make you do something for them and make it seem like it benefits everybody, but in all actuality, it benefits them, okay? They can use you, your child, friends, family members to meet any kind of need that they have and they don't care who it is, they don't care how it's done, but in order to get whatever they want, they are not at all against manipulation, period. So um, pretty much uh, what I'm trying to say here is you guys need to be careful, okay? There are a lot of people running around undiagnosed with this uh, condition, and it is indeed a condition. It's a mental illness. Um, unfortunately, my narcissist did not want to seek any help because here's the thing. You know when something is not right about somebody. Women, we're very intuitive. We're very good at reading people. Over time, over the years, I started noticing, I'm like, he just does not operate like a normal person. He does not um, operate like a person should when it comes to handling emotions, when it comes to being personable. You know, I knew that something was not right. And when I pointed out that I felt like something was not right, I immediately got attacked for it. And then I got lied to about how much help um, they were getting. So like the saying goes, you cannot help somebody who is not willing to help themselves. You just can't do it. People, stop saving these people. Stop trying to love them. Stop trying to heal them. They cannot be healed. They cannot be loved. They cannot, they, they are literally incapable of it. Because of how they are and how they function, 
you trying to deal with them and all of that that they have going on is just like running into a brick wall and you'll be banging yourself against this brick wall multiple, multiple times and you will drive yourself fucking crazy. So pretty much this is, um, this is something that has been weighing heavily on me for a very long time because I have kept quiet about it. But, um, you know, I'm at this point in my life right now where I really just don't give a shit what people think. And I'm going to talk about whatever I want to talk about. And I don't care if anyone gets mad. I don't care if it hurts people's feelings. I really don't care. Because here's the thing. If the narcissist ends up listening to this and decides to attack me for it, one, I didn't use their real name. Two, my thing is this. If you don't like what you heard in this podcast, and you shouldn't have done it. But anyway. So thank you for listening to this episode. I am J. Bell Marie. And till next time.